Hey, we did it. We got four people hey. in the room. That's awesome. Hello. Whoa. Hey, guys. Hello. Thanks for, thanks for making the time to do this. Yeah. yeah, sure. Always. I feel like we've been in constant communication for the past two weeks, and I'm still <laughs> clamoring for your attention and time. Uh, but yeah, we, we played music on Sunday. I just wanted to do a quick recap for everybody. Uh, Alvin, this was your first time being back to church for a long time, right? Uh, no, I've been, I've been back to church, I think, three or four times prior to this. Oh, okay. So, All right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, how have you felt coming back, uh, just to church in general, you know, um, whether it was those times or this specific time for Easter and, uh, how'd you feel playing? Uh-huh. Uh, so it, it's definitely a, a refresher. Um, and obviously it's always been a huge joy playing with you guys and it's always fun messing around with you guys as well during our rehearsals or doing mm -hmm. some post recording or whatever, whatever we do. Um, but I think it was last year. Yeah, it was last year where I think we were planning to do something with Josh as well for Easter Sunday and Good Friday service. But be obviously because of COVID, everything was canceled um, and everything was moved online. So I think with that being said, that kind of made things a lot different playing in person this time for Easter Sunday. Um, so, and I, I guess from a more general standpoint, coming back to church is always a huge blessing, a huge reminder of how precious um, worshiping together is in person mm. with the FCBC family. So, and I think this time, this was, I think it was the most amount of people I've seen in person at, at church on Easter Sunday. So, and, and I think there was definitely certain spots of the song when we were playing where we kind of died down in the music and then that kind of gave the opportunity for us to listen. And that's when I heard like the congregation in the parking lot just sing, right? I think that's kind of the moment where it kind of hits me like, oh man, I really missed this. Or it just reminds me of how precious every, every single member of FCBC is and how we worship together and er hearing everyone's voices. So yeah, yeah I, th I think it's just a huge refresher and it's just a reminder of how, how, how blessed we are to have such a good family and just worshiping together. So, and I'm definitely looking forward to um, playing with the rest of the team, not just this, this team, but the rest of the team as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I agree 100% with you, especially with uh, what you said about actually hearing, um, I guess, the parking lot church sing. It, does a, it gives a different feel, I think, to the outdoor worship. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kristen, I wanted to talk to you. I know that you've been pretty involved with the AV, um, and you even helped Jess with the decorations. Um, but I, I think something that people probably don't know is that you wrote one of the arrangements. We played Turn Your Eyes. This has been one of my favorite songs over the course of the pandemic. Can you just walk us through maybe your arranging and just kind of how you felt, um, yeah, playing it? Yeah, actually, Turn Your Eyes has been one of my favorite songs throughout this past year, too. And I've actually played it uh, with our church for worship a few times already I think uh, with Ray for the most part so like every time I've played it I've already kind of developed like a vision of how I can see the string ensemble part going 
And so um, I, I had that in mind. And then I also listened to your guitar arrangement mm. of the song. And then like as I was arranging the string parts, I tried to stay true to that also. Um, so like, for example, I think you start the song off like pretty sincere and like mellow and then it gradually becomes more vibrant and um, then like we get to the ver the final verse and then it suddenly cuts off to like this percussive guitar uh, plucking. What's the, what do you call that technique? I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets to that and then it like kind of builds into a triumphant climax in the final chorus, right? So I try to like, stick with that style of playing and incorporate that into my own arrangement um and then like usually before I write I'll read through the lyrics mm -hmm. and I'll outline like the mood or the energy that I'm getting from each line so like mellow or joyful or like anticipation um triumph etc and I'll use those like keywords to um like I'll keep them in the back of my mind. And so uh, like when I'm writing the music, it'll, I, my hope is that it'll bring out those moods um, even more. So like, for example, in the chorus, when we sing, um, Jesus to you, we lift our eyes, right? Yeah. Um, the strings will play like an ascending line to like emphasize the lift. And then they kind of like roll off. And then um, in verse four, where like the stanza is about um, like turning our eyes to Jesus coming back. So there's like this mood of anticipation and like building, building, building. So um, the strings will kind of build onto like that mood brought on by your guitar. And then um, it like releases into the climax where like everything is kind of just more elevated and like vibrant. So yeah, I kind of, kept those thoughts in my mind as I was writing. I loved your arrangement. And something that stood out to me um, was at the end, you actually decided to cut out totally at the end, um, the repeated chorus. What made you come up with that decision? It's not like I told you to do that. <laughs> I can't. I can't say that it was my idea totally because I, I just listened to your recording, Erin. Like, um, you and Angie have always oh. just done the the final like chorus repeat as an acapella, so I just I just like the idea of uh, leaving it that way and um, having the congregation just hone on to the lyrics. Oh, I see. Well, thanks for listening to our previous, <laughs> I guess, times leading and um, and also I guess making it really climactic too. I, I think you actually build up to it and then you suddenly drop out. I, I loved it. And I Thanks. think it really sets up the congregation to um, experience that moment of worship. Um, Matt, you actually did the arrangement for God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That's the new song that, that we wrote. Can you walk us through that arrangement, what you had in mind and how it was to play it? Yeah, sure. I guess like for my own process, I also like to listen to I guess the recording you sent us, I like to jam with it for like, I don't know, two or three times. If I have time, I'll, I'll also take a shower. Because <laughs> I feel like <laughs> showers help me stimulate my brain cells in certain ways. And I usually jam to myself in the shower too. 
so that's part of my process if I have the time. Then yeah, after that, I usually have yeah, I'll lay out um the melody with the chords and then write in all the lyrics just so I can see what is happening in each little section. And then yeah, similar to Kristen, I'll I'll look to like the keywords. I I also call them like hot words, things that pop out to me. I think for me, one of the first ones that popped out was the "cheer my soul" kind of phrase. Mm. So that became out like for me because I I think because I focused on that first, that became like the overall sentiment in a sense. Like I I focused on this little motif that was like a da 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 dun. That was like <laughs> yeah. a little bit yeah. of a cheerful little ditty lick sort of thing. <laughs> and then I kind of incorporated that throughout anywhere that I felt like there was that kind of joy or um, I guess excitement being shown in the words. And yeah, usually I'll I'll usually lay down the bass part first, and then I'll kind of switch back between playing on the piano and then putting something into the part, just to kind of hear what kind of works best in in my head and seeing if I can incorporate it. And then yeah, I guess that ending with the build—that's just something that I think we always have to have in each song. There's a moment <laughs> where we drop <laughs> and then we build, so it's always fun to figure out like what other kind of nuancey things I can put into it. I think I think for this time I try to just have certain like more lyrical lines in the middle, sandwiched in the build, and kind of use that to also pull the lyrics up as well. So that was what I was thinking through this time, and yeah, I think it turned out cuter than I like, cuter than I thought it would be. So it was it was kind of fun to hear it in person because it's always different hearing the MIDI playback and then hearing the live um, in person. Yeah, cute is a good word to describe it. I I don't think I don't think that's like a bad word. I I I love the arrangement. Thank you for for making it. Um, yeah, I I was watching you um, on the tapes, and you're doing some what looks like some hard parts, uh, especially during. I don't know if you know during the bridge, but I see you. You're doing you're you're hitting those accents, and you're kind of like doing a, a rhythmic like that 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 with your um uh with with whatever pattern you're playing. Um, mm -hmm. do, do you make it like hard for yourself on purpose? Is it is it hard? <laughs> it looks like it was hard. I, I won't say make it hard on purpose. Yeah, I I know which part you're talking about. It's kind of like yeah. an alternating bowing sort of thing. Right. Yeah. 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 Usually, those things are things that I'm I'm okay with playing. So I usually don't write harder than I think I can do on the spot. So he's saying it's not hard. <laughs> That's what he's saying. <laughs> well, whether it's hard or not, it 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 sounds good. It looks it looks like you're you're playing well, and so thanks, Matt. Thanks for bringing life to the song. Um, yeah, my pleasure, <laughs> Alvin. I wanted to ask you what what's it like playing these arrangements? Um, I mean, I know you didn't arrange these specific songs, but what's it like playing the arrangements that you know your friends wrote? Like, does it does it mean anything to you? Are you sort of like, okay, I know what I know what Kristen's gonna do here. Like, that, that's fine. Oh, Matt's being cute. Whatever. You know, like how do how do you how does it feel? I, I think there's, uh, depending on who arranges the song, I get a certain feel of how, I guess how Kristen arranges and then how Matthew arranges and 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 also Aaron Aaron Ma he also arranges certain parts too. So I get a feel of, if I were to play, let's say, a blind test of the three uh, Kristen, Matthew, and Aaron's arrangements, I, could, I, I would say I would, I would be, able to ch be able to see who wrote which part. Wait, um, I have a follow-up question. I'm yeah. super curious about this. Um, what characteristics would you give to each of our like, arrangement styles? Good question. 
I, I would give, I'll start with Matthew. Matthew's probably a lot more, I want to say complicated a little bit. <laughs> Maybe because he has more of a professional musician background and there's a lot more like, ooh, what, he, there's a certain arrangement I play like, oh, I didn't think of that. Um, so it's a lot more out of my expertise area. Um, and I think for you, Kristen, it's more, more by the books or quote, quote, by the books in my standards. Maybe it's not by the books by Matthew's standard, but um, it's very rhythmically sound, very like stable. Um, and then I think Aaron's is a lot more, it's more my tea or my, my type of music. Uh, maybe because we, we, we may have like similar musical tastes, maybe, I don't know. But mm. yeah, that's my thoughts on each of your arrangements but when i play them all of them sound pretty good um they're not too hard but if they're hard i would reach out and and say like hey can i change this part to this part um but so far <laughs> there hasn't been that many um hard parts yet i want to say all right you gotta change that <laughs> wait i'm interested in what you think matt because hmm. like i feel like aaron ma if you're listening um I love his arrangements because like they're very rhythmically interesting like they're always just very rhythmically interesting and I feel like my arrangements tend to be pretty boring like I try to branch out like I have been trying to branch out and make it a little more interesting and I feel like I just feed off of you guys honestly um but like yeah what what would you say is like our distinguishing kind of like characteristics of all our arrangement styles um style wise yeah i know for sure i i fall i actually for me i follow more rules than you <laughs> yeah. might think i do <laughs> i feel so that too I, I i actually play by my own book a lot like a lot of things i learned in school i import them into these arrangements give, so give, what me, an you and Aaron do, give me an example i i, I want to know like chord like voicing? something yeah like something we learn about a lot is like choral like voice leading like four-part mm. harmony and how to make sure each voice doesn't cross or they don't go too far apart or jump too high in certain areas. And there's always ways to resolve in a very like specific manner. It's kind of based on like JS box sort of chorale stuff. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's kind of what I think through. <laughs> are are, and, are yeah. Kristen and Aaron, do they tend to break rules? Yeah, yeah they break standard? all my rules. <laughs> So sometimes I have to like, yeah, just accept and be like, it's okay. It sounds fine. It, it sounds, sounds cool. Good. I think it actually sounds better in certain ways. But like, I'm always like, because yeah. I think it's ingrained in my mind about these certain rules. So when I hear something I don't expect, it's like, okay, that's never something I would write. But I'm, I'm glad that we have people who are doing, I guess, different arrangements because it kind of allows these different colors and these different um, flavors to pop up, which is always cool. I think it also helps because you're like of the three of us, you're the pianist. So like you you already have that ingrained in your mind of like whenever you make an arrangement, I think your tendency is to like to play it on the piano, right? So the mm -hmm. way your hands are placed are already in that like four part choral voicing, right? So that's mm -hmm. really what you like jump to. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I, I write like a pianist. <laughs> yeah, you write like a pianist. Like your arrangements are like, if when we're playing with the normal band, um, it's almost like you don't really hear the strings. Like they just blend so well mm. with the rest of the band. Mm. Whereas I think, I don't know how you could like 
saying what you think about my arrangements but um <laughs> like with Aaron Maz definitely like you could hear the strings like they're very like they make themselves known <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I, I can actually hear different inspirations from you and Aaron like I know I know Kristen you like Disney music and I can hear some of that mm. in some yeah. ways yeah and I know Aaron enjoys like animation and like kind of like j-pop those kind of genres <laughs> Yeah. So I can hear some of that in this stuff too. Yeah, that's an interesting comment because I think I do tend to go towards like that classic like symphonic sound, like kind of Disney, like you were saying. So yeah, maybe that's it's like that theatrical music. musical theater. Sort of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chris, that's, Kristen, that's Kristen, I, I do. I I want to follow up on that. What What are your I guess main inspirations? I guess in terms of um, writing. Um, and then I also wanted to ask you, you've been helping with AV recently. Um, does it change how you approach playing when, when you're playing and you're not doing AV? Hmm. Yeah, to answer your first question, I think some of my main inspirations, I'd have to say, are classical music and honestly anything I'm listening to at the moment, which right now is like Disney musical Broadway music mm. so those are kind of my inspirations now for writing um, and to answer your question about AV uh, something that I actually I think I learned from Aaron Ma was just to like play loud regardless because <laughs> like that just makes everything easier <laughs> wait wait so wait you mean you guys aren't playing dynamically is that is that what you're trying to tell me like there's no such <laughs> like everything's forte is yeah, that what you're saying <laughs> pretty much because it just makes it easier for the mics to pick up and then whoever is doing who's a, whoever's working on the soundboard that day can like have better control on their end um as long as like the input is strong so um yeah just i just learned to try and play. although i have to say like i think i tend to play softer than i think i am like I think Softer I can always than you play think louder. You are. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah, like I'm not playing loud enough. <laughs> I got you. General. I got you. Um, you. You guys told me something. You told me that the violin actually is more. I guess it carries more than the cello does. Is that is that what you guys told me on on Sunday? Yeah, I think I said that. <laughs> I have to but... listen to the recordings again. But I mean, what I heard, it sounded sounded good. Okay. Good. I was also further back. But. Matt, um, same, I guess, same question, I guess, that I asked, that I asked Alvin. And um, what does it mean to you to be able to, I guess, play your own arrangements at church? Mm, and I think also, how, how do you see playing as a cellist uh, versus when you're actually leading on piano? All right, I guess for that, that first question was me to play my own arrangement at church. I think it's, it's a very cool feeling to be able to introduce something that is, in a sense, very personal and be able to introduce it with, I guess, the church family. I think it's a very fun, fun thing to do. And I, I feel like it's, it's different from the stuff that I do at work because I, I do also do music for work. But being able to do something with like this kind of church family and having this different kind of reason for creating, uh, I guess, composing these arrangements 
is definitely a, a feeling that I, I enjoy a lot. And I think it's nice to be able to have people to just play your music the next day. That's always cool to do. <laughs> sometimes you, just, you never know what it sounds like. You just have to wait. And it, yeah. <laughs> Six hours later. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and how about for as a, uh, as a worship leader, or I guess a pianist yeah. and, and playing versus uh, on cello? Yeah, it's, I think playing on cello is, in a sense, I feel like it's less, it's less, it's less stressful in certain ways in, in these situations because everything is kind of more planned out. Um, yeah, usually when I'm playing piano, I'm not writing things out as, as like specifically, and it does require a different sense of like practice. Like I think it requires more of that kind of improv practice. And yeah, same with like leading. I think when, you, when I'm leading, there are different thoughts that I have to go through instead of just focusing on just like one aspect of playing. I think when I'm leading, I'm thinking more about like what is, what am I saying word-wise and how am I kind of communicating with the congregation? And yeah, it's just, there's just different focuses that I'm, I'm placing in each, in each thing I do. Well, thank you for, um, for all that you do. Um, all of you guys and um, thank you even even if you didn't do anything thank you for just being part of FCBC Walnut and uh, being my friends it's it's a it's a really fun to be able to continue to I guess serve with you or even just catch up and and just hang out at church uh, during this pandemic it's it's been quite a journey um, but I'm thankful for for the music specifically and um, yeah for for being able to serve together and and just have fun with you guys we have a, we have some videos that I need to release <laughs> that we did under the tree. So I'll get going on that. Um, but yeah, thanks for going live with me, and uh, I look forward to playing again sometime soon. I don't know when it's going to be, but hopefully soon. And I said we will keep this short. So um, yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. See you next time. You. <laughs> <laughs> bye, guys. See you. All right. Bye. Good night. Bye. Good night.